This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Merry Christmas, everybody! Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show, episode number 14, the continuation of our top 10 list of Modern Christmas songs. My mm. name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my good friend Danny Jordan. Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show. We are so happy to have you. Danny, how you doing today, buddy? You know, I gotta say I'm a little insulted uh, right now. Why is that? Because you, you've been calling me your, your lovely co-host I for the did, last I did you know, say lovely weeks. co-host the other day. You're right. Uh, no, you said it a couple times. Well, uh, now you're my good buddy. That's the, Okay. Do you feel I've, like I've, that's have less I been than upgraded? lovely? Have I been upgraded? <laughs> yes, I think so. Okay, so I guess when you describe someone as lovely, they're not really a good friend, but when you call them a good... See, I call people good buddies sometimes when I forget their names. Sure, that is a, that is uh, a oh, good... It's a, yeah. it's a good buddy of mine. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're like, what's his name? Like, That's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, I used to do that when I was a camp counselor, um, and I would run into kids like from my camp you oh, know, sure. at the movies or whatever, and like, a couple rows back, kid would be like, hey... Danny, good to see you. I'd be like, hey, buddy. Hey, bud. Yeah. How are you, man? Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Good to see you, dude. Um, and you just throw them all in. I figured out actually some new techniques on how to get somebody to say their name. Oh, tell me, uh, please. Without asking. Yes. So, because uh, inevitably, you know, if you're, it, it really helps when you're out with somebody. You have to be out with somebody. Sure. Right? So, say you're out with your significant other and you're at the movies or whatever and you see somebody that you know. You know their face. You don't remember their name, but they definitely remember your name. And yep. they go, hey, Eric. You could be like, oh, hey, so good to see you. This is this is my wife, Lisa. And then you go, <coughs> you start like start coughing. Because what will yep. happen is your wife or that other person will be like, oh, what's your name? And that other person will go, oh, I, I'm Steve. Um, yes. And they'll they'll take it over from there and they'll continue the interaction. So this is very good. Yes. My, my wife and I do this same thing. If I ever introduce her first. That she knows that I'm saying, I don't know what this person's name is. <laughs> See, she that's knows smart. It. If you have a significant other or a close friend or whatever, you need to have those types of conversations. Because totally. inevitably you're going to run into somebody out in the world and one of you is going to forget someone's name, especially at the holiday season. Oh, yeah. More than ever, because you're out at the store, you're at church, you're at a tree lighting, you're at all these places where you're going to run into somebody you know. And inevitably you're going to forget someone's name, not because you're rude, not because you're horrible, not because you're a busy you person. You're a busy person. You got a lot on your mind. You got to buy gifts. You got to do shopping. You got to light the tree. Um, so anyway, that's a little Christmas gift that I would like to offer up to everybody to start our episode today. Have you ever had anybody? I, I had this friend in college that he was in a different fraternity. He was one of those casual friends where, like, I I didn't really know anything about him. He didn't really know anything about me. But like, I'd see him out at you know a party or the bar or something, and it'd be like, oh, this guy. Oh, we always like laugh and have a good time. Hey, yeah, man, what's up? And but we went all four years, and we realized at senior year, like one of the last parties of the year, I was like, dude, I don't even know what your name is. He's <laughs> like, I don't know what your name is either. We were always just like, bro, oh, buddy, and we like oh, had so that. fun, so much fun over four years of school, like randomly seeing each other every few weeks at a, a party or a bar or something. And and I was like, it, you get to a point sometimes with people where you're like, if you didn't get their name 
now it's too late to be like, hey, what's your oh, name? Yeah. And and that's like you've you've crossed into no man's land. I, I have some <laughs> I have some like dad friends where I'm like, I have no idea what that guy's name is. I know that he knows me. He knows that I know him. Neither of us know each other's names, but we're too deep into the relationship yeah. to ask what each other's names are. Do you think the that's, reason I guess is, it's is just because we're are we afraid though that the other person actually in fact knows our name? And yeah. by showing our cards, we've revealed that we were the sucky person yeah, in that situation so. because they're like, oh, well, I've known you were Eric forever. <laughs> right. You know, people you know, do about that you. a lot. Have you ever had that happen where um, this actually happened to me this morning when I was dropping my sister off at school? And I don't mean to call this person out. I'm not going to say this person's name because I went to high school with this person and this person is very, very kind and I, I enjoy this person. Um, but they said something to me cause we were talking about my book series, right? Yeah. And, and the they capables. said to me, yes, the capables, they said go, to me, go purchase it oh, now. I think I just started following you on social media. This happened yesterday. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> you know, you followed me on social media. Right. right? Like, cause it's not like Don't the capables just think, randomly oh, popped I... up in your feed and. Like, oh, what is this page? Oh, that's the book that Danny wrote. I guess I should give that a follow. Right. I think it's because people are so nervous about, like, coming across as, like, creepy or whatever. Yeah. That they don't want to just honestly own something. And I'm at the point in my life, I just don't. I just don't care. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say it to people. Be like, hey, we went to high school together. They're like, where do I know you from? We went to high school together. We had such yeah. and such class. If they think that's creepy, I don't care. I, I just cares? pride no myself skin on off having your back. A, Exactly. I pride myself on having a great memory. Um, anyway, this has nothing to do with the holiday season. Well, maybe it does have That's something right, to do with though. the holiday season. I don't know. I don't, all be, you know, all bets are off when you get to episode 14. You just want to talk about whatever <laughs> We're filling time, comes baby. to mind. We're filling We're time. We're filling a little bit of time. What else is new? Um, but, uh, but I'm excited, as always, to be here chatting You know, the holidays with you. We are inching uh, ever closer. Um, when, we, when this episode comes out, I think we will be officially... Three weeks and one day. Yeah, we'll be in December. From... Oh my gosh, we will That's officially so be fun in to December. Think about. Yeah, this will be the first episode we ever release in the actual month that Christmas happens. Because now, but... it, once we're in December, we're dealing with Advent calendars. We're dealing yeah. with Christmas specials nightly on TV. We're dealing with Twenty Five Days of Christmas on ABC Family, or I guess now it's yeah. called Freeform. Um, yes. So yeah, we're we're when this drops uh, on Friday, people will be like, "We're in the thick of it, folks. We are in the season for real." I feel like we're kind of already in the thick of it because doesn't doesn't ABC Family or Freeform, excuse me, don't they do the twenty five days of Christmas? And technically, today is you know full disclosure. We're recording this episode on November thirtieth, and I just posted on our Instagram that we're twenty five days away from Christmas. So mm. technically, I believe that means that the 25 days of Christmas must start tonight. on Freeform starts today. I know that there's already Christmas programming happening because just last night, um, the Great Christmas Light Fight yes. premiered on ABC in primetime, not at 8 o'clock as I hoped that it would, so that way I <laughs> wouldn't have to stay up so late because hashtag dad life. Um, but, uh, 9 it was, o'clock this, is too late. I, I've already that, taken I, my teeth out and put <laughs> myself to bed in my stocking cap. I swore I would never be that person. 
Um, but as I, I went to, because I was watching the football game and I on, on ESPN and I clicked over uh, to ABC at 8 o'clock and there were these like country artists who were like, welcome to the CMA Christmas special. I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Where's the light Are fight? Are you telling me that I got to wait another hour for the Christmas light fight? And I knew that I couldn't just watch 15 minutes of it. I needed to watch the whole thing because I sure. wanted to be able to to talk to everybody about how fun it was. And I was like, and then the first episode ended and they started the second one. I was like, nah, you're not getting me from 10 to 11. I am so sorry. You got me from nine to 10. It is bedtime for me now. Um, but it premiered tired. on ABC. It was a, it was a ton of fun. Um, to be completely honest, I hadn't watched a ton of Christmas light fight or excuse me, the great Christmas light fight sure. uh, before, but I really, really, enjoyed it and i and i realized something about myself as i was watching it last night Tell is me. that i love i love christmas lights we yes. talked about this ad nauseum as eric takes a sip of his diet coke um Yummy. not coffee <laughs> no not coffee um uh, i realized that i love decorating my house however i don't love decorating my house in the way that certain people in <laughs> this world enjoy decorating oh, sure their houses and they don't call them uh, decorations. They call them displays. Sure. I realized. Yeah. As I was watching, I was like, do I consider my Christmas decor to be a display? I don't know. What, at what point do you cross the line from I'm hanging my Christmas lights to I'm putting up my Christmas display? Like, what is that? Is it a certain amount of lights? Is it a certain amount of inflatables? I think what, what it's, a, I think it's a sense of intention. You know, are you intending mm. for people to purposefully come to your house to see your lights? Then it's a display. If you're putting up lights to celebrate the season and as random passerbys enjoy it, you know, they see it, you know, that I think is where you and I are at. But mm. I think if you're if you're putting up your lights with the intention of getting eyes to come purposefully to your home to see it, then it's a display. See, that's I'm glad you bring that up because I feel like I'm at the precipice. Um, <laughs> you're almost I, there. <laughs> because I really like that that my house has the most lights in the neighborhood. Sure. However, the other night, and I don't know if my neighbors listen to the show, so please know this is not coming from a place of malice. Um, the other night, I was sitting in the living room playing with, with my daughters, and my dogs all of a sudden started like losing their minds at the front door. And I was like, why are they freaking out? And I heard a dog outside. I was like, oh, there's a dog because you know, we have a park near our house, and sure. dogs always walk by with, with their owners. And I was like, oh, there must be a dog walking by. And I was like, why don't they stop barking? Why can I hear the dog? And I went to my front door and I looked out um, through the screen and there was a man and his daughter and their dog on my front lawn. And the wife was on the sidewalk taking pictures of them with my Christmas lights. And here's the thing. The way my property is situated is uh, my street is on is on a, a decline. So like my property is elevated about three feet to be on the same level as the other houses. Yeah. So there's a retaining wall in front of my house that wraps all the way around the front of my house. Yeah. So what they did is they walked up my driveway, up my path, stepped over my pathway lights to stand in the middle of my yard and take photos. I think you're I a display, know buddy. People. I think you are a no, display. Here's the thing. I got, I got upset. Oh, I, no. Because I, I didn't know them. Get and off I was my like, lawn. This I, all tracks I, really well, Danny. <laughs> you're in bed by 9 o'clock. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
The audio is freaking out. Let me let me stop. All right, folks. So you you just heard us uh, have some uh, slight audio malfunctioning there. Uh, so we had to put a pause. We recorded what you just heard uh, yesterday, which was technically Tuesday, and now Danny and I are talking on Wednesday. We think we've oh, we've resolved, man. resolved, resolved, resolved. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we think we've we've resolved the problems. So hopefully that won't happen anymore. Yeah. But we were leaving off with the fact that Danny is totally Clint Eastwood and is an old man oh, saying, no. "Get off my lawn!" Oh, and he yikes. wants to be in bed by nine o'clock with his warm <laughs> glass of milk. His stocking cap and keep those 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 wacky children from from keeping the noise up so i can't get my beauty rest you know what it is is i'm trying to channel the father in twas the night before christmas that is that, true. that is true. You, know, you sound you sound like you're this sounds like you're the type of guy that not only wears a stocking cap but a long dressing robe that is looks kind of like it's oh like a gosh. one piece kind of caftan am i becoming ebenezer deal? scrooge yeah, Do I walk exactly. around my house with like a candle, a little candle. Oh my gosh! I am no, I am not that person. That's what's, now. Here's what. Oh yeah, I, that's what's so funny is like I'm. I don't think I'm that person. I hope <laughs> I'm not, not that person. And it, here's the thing: I don't necessarily like to be in bed by nine. It's just if you're a parent and you've got you know a young child or you've had a young child, you know that they go to bed super early. You know, like we've got. A yeah. newborn and a three-year-old, and the newborns go sleep by eight o'clock. And you know, the moment they go down, that clock is just ticking until you are up in the middle of the night. This is true. So if you can go to bed a little bit earlier, even though it's not in my nature, I love nighttime. I'm a night owl, but I also don't like you know waking up every three hours sort of situation. So sure. anyway, I hope I'm not Clint Eastwood and Grant. You know Carino. what's great. <laughs> You know what's great about kids, though, is that kids, you can let them stay up even later, and then they'll sleep in in the mornings. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I would that love doesn't you to happen explain, at all. Oh, I was going to say, I would love for you to explain that to my wife. because uh, No, that doesn't happen at all. No. You, you, it, for those of you that are not parents, you might think, well, just let your kids stay up later, and then they'll sleep in. No, it doesn't matter. The kids are nope. up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. They don't care. They just Why, don't That care. is their internal clock, and you can either have them yes. wake up at 5.30 having had a full night's sleep. Uh, maybe be in a good mood. Maybe. Who knows? Um, or you can, you know, have them sleep six hours and be in a horrible mood. Guaranteed. Uh, guaranteed. Anyway, I, I will now, say. Danny, I, have to t yeah. I do have to tell you something, though. Okay. Now, as, as, ever, as our listeners just heard, we are now uh, in a second day of recording this episode. Yes. So it will seem like no time has passed. But we had that whole discussion yesterday about when does something become a display yes. versus when is it decorations and i said if someone stops at your is purposefully going to your house to see your <laughs> lights it's a display literally after we did that yesterday afternoon okay. i was out walking my dog i brought my dog out to go for a little walk and there was a lady standing in my driveway with her dog and she said do you live here and i was like <laughs> yes i just walked out the front door yes and she said Oh, okay. Well, um, uh, my friend's coming over to look at your lights. And I was like, oh, really? She goes, but they're not all on. And I was like, they, they are all on. Uh, and she's like, but you need to turn them all on. Look at the Christmas tree. It, it, it usually lights up. And I was like, it is lit up. It's just that it's four in the afternoon. So the light, it's, there's still sunlight. So you can't see it. It's not a huge light. Oh, my God. And she was like, is it lit up? And I was like, yes, it, you'll see it when it gets darker. And then she said, all right, well, my friend's coming over. You need to move your car because our oh car is like parked and parked. And I was like, okay, lady. <laughs> and then she left. She's got so the I man. guess my house is a display as well. Wow. Okay. 
I mean, I've never thought of my house as a display, but I think I think I've I think I've checked that box, and I think I've I think we're in the game. Moved over. I mean, I have run out of room in the rafters in my garage. I think I'm at that point because I always wonder, you know, watching a show like Great Christmas Light Fight, where do these people keep all of this? stuff yeah you know like do they have storage units this one house on the episode i watched the other night they're like you know uh with an impressive one million lights i was like <laughs> one million lights that is where are they keeping this that stuff? is madness and this this family the way that they like do their trees is they they they've been in the game for a long time it's like 30 sure. plus years it sounds like and the guy the dad's like yep you know, I figured out I wanted to hang lights from, from the trees, you know, the branches. We've got these really tall trees down here in Florida. And I used to climb up on a ladder, but but now I got a T-shirt cannon. And I put a, <laughs> I, and I put a, a, like a little sandbag inside of it with a with fishing right. line attached to the end. And I, poof, and he like shoots it over the branch <laughs> of the tree. And then they attach the lights to the other end of the fishing line. And then they have to just like pull it back over so that way they can hang their That's lights awesome. over these really tall. I mean, it's really, really cool, but... My gosh, that is that's it's like Batman that is, with a grappling hook. Yes, but that's like a level of display that that I have not reached. Now, sure. should I be open to doing something like that that if I had trees that size that maybe needed that approach? I would consider it. I wouldn't be opposed Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. But maybe Absolutely. I don't know. You know, to tie a bow on this thing, a Christmas bow on this thing, maybe maybe I need to be more kind to people who take pictures in front of my house. But I wouldn't have such an issue if they didn't <laughs> walk up my driveway and then up my path and get on the lawn. Like if they took the picture from the sidewalk, I wouldn't you, mind. Danny, Danny, you're literally saying get off my lawn. <laughs> I didn't say get that to them. Get off my lawn. I was thinking it. And I think the way, the tone that I used when I said, Hey, so, uh, you guys live around here or, uh, that was, that was what I said to them. Cause you don't oh, live man. here. Yeah. Cause this is my lawn and you need to get off. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I mean, I do appreciate that they like my lights and that people compliment me. Yes. It is it is very nice. It just felt a little odd to me that someone would traverse up my driveway and onto my lawn. Sure. Pictures. Anyway. Sure. Um, enough about me and great Christmas light fight and apparently me being uh, Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. Um, let's, let's chat a little bit about Christmas gifts. Um, I was thinking sure. about this the other day. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who are navigating this as well, like whether you're buying gifts for, you know, someone else or um, sometimes you buy gifts for yourself because that just inevitably happens when you're looking at all these Black Friday and Cyber Monday and, you know, Small Business Saturday deals that are going on is gifting as you get older is becoming more challenging. And and for me, the reason is, is that I feel like as we get older, most of the stuff that we like, quote unquote, like want or need we already have like you have a computer you have a tv you have a phone and it gets really really challenging i don't know do you deal with that like when you're trying to buy gifts for your your wife or your mom or whatever yeah i do because i feel like those types of things not only do we all do a lot of us already have those types of things you know you have a phone you have a computer um but also because so many products and all of life is getting every day everything is more and more tailored to your user experience right right like social media and and all kinds of even physical products are more and more tailored to exactly what you want and need and your personal tastes and so it makes it harder because i I know for me like those i wouldn't want someone probably to get me 
something that I'm going to use every day, mm. I probably want to choose that myself because I'm going to know what's going to suit my life best, you know? Right. So, I, I, you know, I think that, you know, what I, my best place for adult gifting is always to go to Barnes and Noble because mm. not only exists. are books great, but there's, there's actually a lot of other stuff at Barnes and Noble. Mm. So, I mean, there's like great books, but there's like, cool like adult coloring books and adult poetry Mm. books and writing prompt books and which i feel like are creative and you can because the stores are big and have a lot of options you know my mom is a little bit into um you know i got her a book last year that was like about something about like how gardening can sort of like help with your you know just life goals and Mm. stuff like that so i try to look for things that I, I find that Barnes & Noble is a great place. If you're sort of stumped on what to get an adult going off of what Danny's saying, Barnes & Noble is a great place, and we're not sponsored by them or anything no, like that. We I'm are just not. saying, you know, this is um, – unless they want to sponsor us, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Barnes & Noble is a great place to uh, to go. But you're right. It is hard to, to shop for adults because I feel like for me, I normally – and my wife yells at me about this all the time – I'm as I'm going throughout the year. If there's something that I'm like, oh, I really want that, I usually am just exactly get it, you know. Because I why do I want to wait Christmas. ten months to get it if I know right. it's something I'm going to use every day? Exactly. Up until then, and 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 that and that's like what you were saying earlier about if it's also something that's very specific to the person, you might know exactly what size you want or what color sure. you want or or whatever it it might be, and. And I think another problem with, with shopping at this time of year that, that I've run into is that when you are doing those Black Friday deals in Cyber Monday and you're looking for gifts for other people, inevitably you see stuff that you like and you go, yeah, huh, I, you know, I could go for another blink uh, camera to, to mount around my house. And like before you <laughs> sure. know it, you, you know, you're like texting your wife or, you know, your partner and being like. Hey, by the way, uh, you're going to be giving me uh, a blink camera for Christmas, right. and I'm also getting a yes. new golf bag. Um, and one thing that uh, I actually did the other day is I, I actually did buy myself a Christmas gift. Um, sure. And that is something that has not been available for purchase for 10 years. What's and that? that is a share of stock in the Green Bay Packers. Oh, gross. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! Why would you do that to yourself? Because it's beautiful. Oh, it's one of the most historic gross. sports franchises ever, <laughs> and and it's kind of funny because I, the Packer game was on the other day, but I had like some yes. errands I needed to do, like dad chore type stuff. I needed to like take in the recycling and whatever. And I told my wife, I was like, ah, you know. I just don't know if it's the most responsible thing for me to be doing right now, going to the recycling center and doing some of this stuff, because I am an owner of the team now, and I feel like <laughs> it's in my best interest to keep an eye on my investment. It's uh, your duty. It's yeah, your duty. Yeah, she was like, don't even start with me. Um, so, I, <laughs> so I spent the first half at the recycling center. Um, if, but I you don't, you don't have yeah. to say if you don't want to, but how much does a share in the Green Bay Packers cost? One share, and and here's what's wild about it is that they allow you to buy up to 200 shares. Um, okay. And I don't. And what's so interesting to me about that is you don't get dividends. So I don't know what right. the incentive is to buy what 200 you over one. Yeah. Like so, they're they're 300 dollars a share. 
Um, okay. And I think they opened up 300,000 shares that they're selling this round. They had done this back in 2011, and I really wanted sure. to buy it. And I was going to buy a share for my dad as well because he's a Packer fan. And I just I waited too long, and they sold out because it's not like they're like, so oh, we a... sold this amount. Now we're going to sell more. Um, it's because it's all like done through a financial institution, and it has right. to be like you know, there's, you know, investment documents, offering documents, and all that sort of stuff. So this time around it's $300. Um, so I bought, I bought one share because again, I'm not getting dividends, sure. but what's, what's crazy is like, if somebody bought 200 shares, the way the system is set up is you can't buy 200 shares at once. You have to buy them all individually. So if somebody went in, oh, they geez. would have to execute the offering documents 200 times. To be wow. able to purchase. And I don't, I, unless they're gifting them to people. I mean, maybe you're like a huge Packer fan. You're like, sure, I'm going to give this to every person in my family and I have tons of money, so I'm just going to do it. But I own one share. I'm officially an owner of the Green Bay Packers. Did now, you... does this give you any kind of like voting ability? Can you tell Aaron Rodgers like he can't play this week? Or like, <laughs> can you, you know, give routes to Devontae Adams, say he's got to run more post routes or anything like that? I mean, Devontae is on my fantasy team, so I would love for more balls to go to Devontae. But uh, you do get to vote. So they have, like, you know, owner, you know, stock meetings. I think they're quarterly, and anything that, like, is being right. voted on, you you get to vote. Um, so I am a voting member. That um, is, and this was something know, I, think... I always wanted. I wanted this for so long because when I went to Lambeau Field years ago, uh, over the summer I was there for training camp, and I did the tour of Lambeau Field, and the guy who was leading the tour talked about – you know, how they're the only publicly owned team in all of professional sure. sports. And, you know, did there happen to be any uh, shareholders on the tour with us? And there was like one guy who owned a share. He goes, now, how cool is that? He goes, how often do you get to take a tour of a stadium with one of the owners? Um, yes. <laughs> and I was like, that is cool. I want to be that person so bad. And now, Listen, as now much as, as much as I hate the Green Bay Packers, I do think that's pretty cool. That is, I, I can I can game respect game. That's uh, that's you. a very cool. Maybe if, the, if the Bears cool sold stock, thing you would do. buy right in a second. In a yeah, second, exactly, exactly. So that is one of the gifts that I uh, bought for my wife to give to me. Um, I love that for for Christmas this year. Uh, but yeah, I I think it's just something I'm sure our listeners are dealing with shopping for gifts as you get older, especially like nowadays where it's just like everything's tech related and everybody has it. It's challenging, but yeah. but I think it's also good because it. As we talked about on a previous episode, it gives you the opportunity to, to think of some thoughtful stuff and maybe think outside of the box and come up with some really creative gifts to give the loved ones in your life. Absolutely. Anyway, absolutely. Can I tell you about? Uh, can I tell you about a funny uh, Christmas meme that I saw the other day? Please. I just think it's funny. I'm, I'm totally changing subject here, but uh, it says <laughs> Christmas movie tip. If you watch Die Hard straight after Love Actually, Alan Rickman will be punished for what he did to Emma Thompson. <laughs> That's I thought that brilliant. was pretty funny. That's really, really funny. <clears throat> I thought our listeners would enjoy that, considering we've talked about those uh, both those movies on the podcast. So. I agree 100%. Well, um, before we potentially run into another technical snafu, maybe we should get uh, to our countdown, the rest of our countdown. Are, to are our you list, ready? I think so. All right. I am ready. I will give uh, a. Uh, we'll do how oh, we wait, did this last wait, time. Wait, I'll wait, give wait. my. Wait, oh, Eric. Guess. I totally forgot. We didn't do listener shout outs. We didn't do listener shout outs. What kind of. We got to do those. Human am I that I would forget those? Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> a glad Green Bay Packer owning human. Oh. He's so obsessed now with the Packers. He forgets about our loyal listeners. <laughs> he's an owner, an NFL oh. owner now, and he's too big for the I, little people. I, I, 
kicking people off my lawn. <laughs> I'm forgetting You've about it. Danny. Who have I You've become? Changed. I dress like Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> I'm saying bah humbug all the time. Like when the person's like, oh, do you want whipped cream in your peppermint mocha? I go, bah humbug. Bah. Who wants humbug. whipped cream? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so let's give a, a few listener shout outs here. I'm so sorry that I almost forgot. But, Wasted calories. Uh, also, you're welcome that I remembered. Um, yes, thank you. So we're going to start with. Uh, I want to start with this one because the the username is sort of interesting to me because it almost feels like, and it's a nice sort of segue coming out of football talk, because this person's username is Joe Marino fan four four five, and so okay, I don't know if Joe Marino is a person that I don't know, um, right. or if they're a Joe Montana and a Dan Marino fan. Sure, I'm sort or of writing their name a story. is Joe, and they're and also they're a, fan a of Marino themselves. fan. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they could be Joe Marino and they're just a, fan, just a of fan of themselves, you know, if you're Joe Marino, please DM us. We would love to know what the meaning is behind your name. Um, we we need Joe, to know more. We do. Joe Marino says uh, the title of this is all the Christmassy goodness one will need. Love that. Um, oh, great. Joe says this podcast will no doubt get you jumping off the wall for Christmas. Uh, this podcast is bringing together a community of Christmas geeks to come together and enjoy the time of year with 10x the fun. Give it a listen. You won't be disappointed. Keep up the great work. That's oh, from Joe. thank you, Joe Marino. Or Joe, who's also a fan of Dan Marino. But also might be a fan of himself. We don't know. Let us know. Yep. Either way. Uh, all right. Moving on to Darcy. This is, this is a longer review, so buckle up. Okay. Um, the title is Such a Great Show with Happy Hosts. Love it when you guys call oh. us hosts. Um, on a six-hour drive the day before Thanksgiving, I was searching for a new podcast. I searched the word Christmas, hoping I would find something interesting. After listening to all the episodes, I can assure you that these are my type of people. They make me feel like I am a part of their family Christmas traditions and remind me that I'm not alone when people laugh that I watch Christmas movies and listen to Christmas music throughout the entire year. Great podcast. Thank you for spreading Christmas cheer. P.S. My name is finally becoming more popular because of Hallmark Christmas movies. So yay for Christmas. That's awesome. What's her name? Oh, Darcy. 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 I guess I I, love that. I'm going to confess. I don't watch a ton of Hallmark movies, um, but I feel like there are a lot of people named Darcy. Darcy's. Yeah. I'm sorry, (laughs) Jim Lilly. Um, uh, Um, Yes. Well, thank (laughs) you, Darcy. It seems like you're you are definitely one of us. And we are so appreciative that you've been listening and that you found us. And and please tell your friends and have no shame in your love of Christmas because it is a great thing to love throughout the year, as obviously Danny and I have always preached and 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 said loudly from the rooftops. So yes, so go Darcy, Merry Christmas. Christmas. We love Freak that. flag fly. That's they, right, as they say in Shrek the musical. That's right. That's a little nod to Eric. Um, okay, Woo-hoo. we'll do uh, we'll do two more, and then we'll get to our our the rest of our countdown for modern Christmas music. So next one comes from Healing Feels So Good eighty eight. And they say, I feel the same way about Christmas as these fellows. They are sweet-sounding dads, husbands, and Christmas extras. So uplifting. I like, I like that, that Christmas extras. Christmas extras. Does that mean that... like we're ex- Like when somebody's like, oh, you're so extra? Is that what they're yeah, saying? Yeah, it's like being a, a basic witch, I think. I think we finally yeah. found our, our title. We're Christmas, Christmas extras. extras is good. I like you that. That's that we good. look like extras in Christmas movies. <laughs> either our one. I'll take action. either one. It's fine. Background action. Background. Um, and action. Um, all right. Last one. Uh, this is coming from 
I want to I want to make sure I'm spreading the love here because we have so many reviews to get through. This one is from uh, Deej, uh, and their name is Heroic Villain Twelve. Deej says, "Hey guys, Deej here. Uh, I know I have corresponded with you a few times now, but I just want to say thank you for being the two spirited individuals that you are in my small town." I am typically scorned for being Mr. Christmas. So when I found you, I was overjoyed. My joy for Christmas once led me to the podcasting realm also. We had a show called A Cup of Cheer. It was ambitious, and we posted it before COVID, and it never made it to a second season. Because life got in the way, so I'm happy that you two made another Christmas show for the world to enjoy. Thank you so much for responding to me on Facebook and really making me feel like you care about the things I send you, even if it's my own Christmas parody music. LOL. Keep on keeping on, and Merry Christmas. Well, thank you very much, Deej. Yes, we have talked yeah. to you through Facebook. We we try to respond to all the messages. We always say this on the thing, you know, reach out reach out to us through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, wherever. Um uh our Patreon. Obviously, we love to connect with you guys. We want to hear what you're enjoying, what you're liking, so we can give you more of it. Um, you know, so thank you very much, Deej, and uh I hope you keep listening and enjoying the show. Yeah, and if you're not following us, like like Eric said, please follow us on Instagram. TikTok, Facebook at Christmas Countdown Show. We are at Xmas Pod on Twitter. And if you are liking what you're hearing, please take a couple minutes right now. You can do it while you're listening to the show. Scroll down, give us a rating. Obviously, we love five stars, um, like five golden rings, but we say five golden stars. Five um, golden stars. It's the first time I've ever said that or sung it for that matter. Um, <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> and if you want to leave us a little review, you know, for a chance to be featured on the show, please do that as well. Um, as you've heard, we like to give listener shout outs whenever we can. And, and really, this is episode 14. So I think you've only got six more shots to get shouted out on this season of Christmas. Yeah. Countdown. Yeah. So give us a DM. Let us know what you're listening. Let us know what you love about the show or hate about the show. We're, we're equal opportunity. If, if you hate us, we'll read that too. Why yeah. not? Everyone needs a great story. I don't think we're going to get many negative reviews. I mean, we did get a three-star review the other day, but Curses. I don't want to harp on that. I don't want to harp. I don't want to harp on that. <laughs> Makes me think of the time I got an A minus on this one incredible project in high school. But I'm not bitter. Um, <laughs> You're really anyway, holding should, on to that. <laughs> I'm holding on to a lot of things. <laughs> what is? You gotta let it go, baby. <laughs> I gotta be like Elsa. Um, That's right. Anyway, should we do it? Let's do the list. We're we're finishing the list. All right. So last uh, last episode we did ten through six uh, of our top modern Christmas songs. Again, to refresh, we're we're classifying modern as anything released after the year two thousand. Um, uh, if you did not listen uh, last time, you may. Uh, I'll let you know that this was hard for both of us because there's a lot of good music. Yes. But uh, I, I did have a list of 88 songs that I narrowed down to 40, and then I wow. narrowed those 40 down to 10 uh, for the list, but with 21 honorable mentions. So those are going to come at the end of the episode. I'm going to give you a, a rapid-fire oh list of some great music besides my top 10. This will 10. be a three-hour episode. <laughs> it will be a little long, but trust me, it's all good music. Uh, all of the music will be posted on our Spotify. We now have Spotify playlists, so you can uh, check us out on Spotify, um, and you can get uh, a really cool uh, playlist to listen to all the songs that we're talking about. Sadly, there's no Cow Christmas on the Spotify playlist, because um, so don't come at us. It's the, <laughs> Right now, the only way that you can listen to Cow Christmas is through YouTube, so uh, if, you, if you need to do that, which I think you should, uh, definitely check check that out but okay back to the list here we go yes so just as a refresher for what i had uh through 
for 10 through 6, and then I'll give you my number 5, and then Danny will give his 10 through 6, and then his number 5, and then we'll go to the go to the top. All right, here we go. So for number 10, I had White Christmas Lo-Fi by mm. Rookie, spelled R-O-O-K number 1-E, which was like lo-fi music. It's kind of cool, jazzy. Uh, it's cool to listen to while you're studying. Awesome. Number 9, I had Snowman by Sia. Number eight, I had I Believe in Santa, a real banger from Megan Trainer. <laughs> Number seven, I had Everybody's Waiting for the Man with the Bag, two different versions of it, one Darren, Chris, and Adam Lambert, one being Jesse J., uh, number six, uh, that was number seven. And number six, I had Baby It's Cold Outside by Lydia Liza and Josiah Lamansky. Now, mm. for my number five choice, I had the song Cozy Little Christmas <laughs> by Katy Perry because it's a great song. I love it. Great and then song. Danny came in with his number six and used Cozy Little Christmas. So I'm not going to double represent, but just know that I love that song. It was in my top ten. I'm going to replace it with something which is actually kind of cool. This song okay. is called Brightest Star, and it's by a guy named Jim Avitt. Now, hmm. you probably don't know who Jim Avitt is. No. You may know who the Avitt Brothers are. The Avitt Brothers okay. are my favorite band in the whole world. They are a, I'd call them a folk Americana band, similar to like a Mumford & Sons kind of vibe. Um, they are in my opinion, the best band in the world today. Wow. Uh, if you don't know the Avid Brothers, I highly, highly recommend you check them out. Um, they're from North, they're two brothers from North Carolina. The band now is expanded with other guys as well. Um, but essentially, it's the two brothers, um, Scott and Seth Avid. Uh, they live in North Carolina, they're from North Carolina. They write just the best, like, most honest, especially if you love Christmas and you love the vibe that Danny and I have been sort of talking about and preaching about in, in this, you know, forum of this podcast, I think you will like the Avid brothers because they really are just so about like honesty and truth and family and goodness and joy and happiness. And they write great music. They have a bunch of albums. There's, I, I could go on about the Avid brothers for forever anyways. Right. Really? Now the Avid brothers don't really have a great Christmas song. They do have one song called, um, called I Thank God, but it's almost more a Thanksgiving song, but it, it, it's on some Christmas albums, but it wasn't, I didn't think it was like the best Christmas song. So they have this song called Brightest Star is by Jim Avid. Now, Jim hmm. Avid is not their brother. He's actually their dad. Jim Avid is like a probably 70-year-old man who um, is the father of the two brothers in the Avid Brothers. He is okay. not famous. He's not, you know, like a touring musician. He lives in North Carolina with his wife, and, you know, I think he plays gigs here and there, and he has released a few gospel albums. Um, but it's funny. I am a, such a huge fan of the band. I got into his music just because I tried to get anything that I could that was like Avid Brothers. And I got into his music, and he, because he's just like kind of an old guy who's, you know, living his life at home, yeah. um, is very active on Facebook and stuff. So I've become friends with him on Facebook. Oh, wow. And written him saying, like, your sons are, like, so talented, and I love their music, and <laughs> I love your music. And he's like, oh, thanks so much. I see you're an actor on TV, and we've chatted a little bit. So, oh, that's cool. A, I love this song. And B, I think that Jim Avid is a great guy. C, I think the Avid brothers are the best band in the world. And D, the reason that I bring this up because I wanted to talk about it, A, it's a great song about Christmas. But um, sadly, Jim Avid 
he's okay, but him and his wife had a terrible fire at their house like four days ago. Yeah, I've uh, seen in that North Carolina. online right now. I was going to bring that yes. up. I'm... Wow. And so, and he lost all of his guitars. He had like yeah. hundreds of guitars and a hun- and, and a ton of like artwork and stuff because he's a painter as well. Um, and so he lost a ton of stuff in their wow. fire. So I bring it up because if you can go out and purchase this song or purchase a album by Jim Avit, it would definitely help them right now. They're people yeah. that, you know, are nice people who are going through a tough time. Again, everyone was okay. Uh, it was just stuff that was lost, but I thought it would be a nice opportunity to sort of like point out that if you, you know, listen to this song on Spotify and you think it's great, maybe go on iTunes and just buy buy the single or buy one yeah. of his gospel albums to help him out. So I just am realizing it reminds me of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. It's a very <laughs> similar kind of sound. It's got a little bit of a bluegrass feel to it, kind yeah. of an old gospel-y kind of feel. So that's Brightest Star by Jim Avett. Definitely check him out. Uh, support him if you can, and check out the Avid Brothers uh, if you've never heard of them because they were they're they're just the best, the best. It was so good. I we should put a link uh, in the in the liner notes to maybe their their Amazon because I'm looking it up right now. It looks like there's uh, you can just purchase it. It's a dollar twenty nine through Amazon. So why don't we put a Great. link uh, in the liner? Yeah, notes we'll do so that. People can can go buy a buy a copy of the Brightest Star. That's so great. And obviously, sending our best. Love. All of our love to uh, to Jim and, and the rest of the Avid family as they're navigating a, a challenging time, but I'm sure they will recover, and I'm sure to be wrapped in love by the Christmas Countdown community would also Absolutely. help them uh, as well at this time. Um, all right, so recounting my uh, my ten through six, uh, my first song uh, was that uh, that bop, that banger, that yeet. Uh, groovy tune by Sia called Candy Cane Lane, um, which I'm sure you all immediately recognized when I sang it um, in, our, in our last episode. And <laughs> if you didn't hear that or you didn't, you want to see what it looked like when I attempted to perform that. You can head over to our Instagram and Facebook and, and see a video of me making a fool of myself. Um, <laughs> at number nine was a song by one of my favorite artists in the world, Amos Lee. Uh, and that song was off the 2019 holiday uh, album by Dual Tone Records called Holiday Song. Number eight, a new favorite uh, was, of mine. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. I I, yeah. I walk around singing it all the time now. I love um, it. It might be my my song for Christmas twenty twenty one. I haven't decided yet. I'm, yes. The jury's still out. Um, <laughs> uh, number eight for me was uh, Pentatonics with the song "Up on the Housetop." Love the arrangement. Uh, love the harmonies. I mean, I I love their arrangements on pretty much every single song they do. Um, number seven was. The Buble uh, of the Mr. Michael Variety with the song It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. It's a classic. It feels good. I love when, when Eric was describing like how the music just sort of stops and you just picture Michael Buble um, you know, standing there with just this little smirk on his face just waiting. And he goes, <laughs> waiting. it's beginning. You know, and he just gives it to you and you're like, there it is. Um, That was number seven. And then at number six for me was that fun jingle jangly tune by Katy Perry called Cozy Little Christmas, which we obviously know Eric loves as well because he had it at number five. And I threw him a little, you know, Christmas, uh, Christmas bone, as it were, and and listed number six. So he got to pick an additional song for his list. And who knows? Maybe that'll happen through, uh, you know five through one for me and, and maybe i'll get to add a, a song back onto my list that i had to eliminate but, it's possible 
It is Only possible. time will tell. Only time will tell. Um, but moving on to number five for me, uh, another song by, you know, a female artist who I think just does incredibly like empowering music. She's got an incredibly powerful voice. Um, you know, she was the first American Idol ever. And, you know, I think back upon like when Kelly Clarkson won American Idol. And I feel like that was when like reality TV was really becoming a thing uh, in our world. And I just one of my favorite like reality TV moments ever was was when she sang moment like this uh, at the oh, American Idol so finale good. with like the the fireworks like cascading down from overhead. It just was like it was I amazing. Think it's the best song that's ever been written for an Idol winner, you know, because like their first single is always like a song that's written sure. for them. And it just felt so perfect, you know. You know, a moment like this, some people wait a lifetime. Like it was just it it encapsulated the moment. Um, yeah. I think it was something we'd never seen on TV before, and it's just been so cool and to if, see. If you weren't if you weren't watching, if you weren't old enough, or if you didn't watch that first season of American Idol, it was electric because it, it was really so was. It was unlike anything else anybody had really. And I mean, I know there was like Star Search, and there were talent shows before, but somehow it just like caught fire. And it was at the boom of the start of reality TV. It was so exciting. It was so yeah. exciting. And it's been cool to see not just Kelly Clarkson, but like so many people who have been on American Idol over the years have gone on to have wildly Real successful success. you yeah. know, Oscar award winners. You know, Jennifer Hudson came came from there. So many Broadway stars. Obviously, Carrie totally. Underwood has had an incredible career. I mean, we could go on and on and on about all the people who started on, yeah. on American Idol. I mean, Justin Guarini is the Dr. Pepper guy now. I mean, without American yeah. Idol, you know, you wouldn't have the sweet one. Um, the sweet I one. I think that's what he sings in there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the, the song that I'm going to choose by Kelly Clarkson, because I think there's a ton of incredible Christmas songs that, that she has done, whether originals or, or standards from, from over the years. But the song that I selected is Underneath the Tree um, by Kelly Clarkson, Great which one. was on her 2013 album called Wrapped in Red. And, and Wrapped in Red is another great song as well yeah. um, from that album. But I just, I love the idea of, you know, that the greatest present present that, you know, someone could receive is, is not a, like a, a, a gift. It's like this person that, that they love. And she obviously just blows it out in a way that only Kelly Clarkson can. Um, and I just, I can't say her name without thinking of Steve Carell shouting her name. I just have to say that. Cause every time I keep oh, saying Kelly Clarkson, I mean, how epic is that? That you start on a reality show, you come from obscurity and then Steve Carell is shouting your name in the middle of a yes. major blockbuster film. But I love totally. her. I love her vibe. I love that she has her own show now. I just think she's so incredibly relatable. Do you ever Sorry. see her performance? I think she did it on American Idol. Uh, she has a song. I, I guess she had a, a bad relationship with her father. And mm. um, she's like singing a song basically saying like, my kids are not going to have that experience you know and mm. um and it's like a very very emotional song uh, oh, wow. i wish i knew what it was called but it's uh if you search kelly clarkson father song you'll find it um but yeah it's a great performance and she got so vulnerable and so raw and like couldn't even finish the song it's really it's oh, very wow emotional. i gotta check that for out. a good good morning karai yeah <laughs> if you're looking to get your day started off on a good note uh I like to cry in the mornings. I like to watch a bunch of like TikTok videos that make me cry in the morning. I get it all out <sighs> and then I feel ready to quite attack the pair here, Eric, between me <laughs> shouting at people that give well, not shouting, but not being happy about people on my lawn and you starting the day off with a good cry. Good Look cry. Yeah. 
the picture <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah. the picture of modern fatherhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone's like, they seem like really great dads, and then, and then that, this episode came out. Um, anyway, oh, man. moving right along. That was a great choice. Four. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for number four for me, I'm going with a song that I think a, a good number of people probably have heard. I don't know that it's that they've heard this, but um, wait, hang on. Oh, oh boy. Wait a what? sec. No, it's. I think it's okay. I'm just. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page of this group, and when this song came out, it says that they recorded a video of this song in uh, 1998. Oh, uh, but but I think wait. It, it says <laughs> set off the Christmas oh, alarm. Boy. If they recorded a video, wait, that they... means the song was written before 2000. Hang on, hang on, yes, hang on, hang Is on. It hang on. It's not Hanson. The band is called. Hang on, I'm going to pull it up here. Um, okay, the ba- I'm going to talk while I'm doing this, so I'm okay. not killing time here. Uh, the band is called Straight No Chaser. Okay, I know and they're them. they're an they're an acapella band. I figured you would know them uh, yeah. from Indiana University, and the song is Twelve Days of Christmas. It's a very funny. Uh, it's a cool way that they've arranged it because they kind of throw in a bunch of other Christmas tunes as well. They throw in one of their uh, members, uh, or at least one of their members is uh, Jewish, I'm assuming, because they throw in some Hanukkah stuff. It's a very funny, great song. Hang on, I'm pulling up the album here so that I can see when this album was released. They may have released a... Go to album. Here we go. Let's see. Our listeners are sitting on the edge of their seats right now. It was released... Yes. In 2009. Well, at least what? the deluxe version was. The deluxe version was released well, in 2009. How did they shoot a video so in 98 and release an album in 2009? Why were they sitting on well, the Well, I think for they may years? have. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to go to the band and see if there's an earlier version. Let's see. So we celebrate. No, that's not album straight. No chaser. <laughs> 2020. Uh, Where's their discography? Fun. Groundbreaking this content is, here today. This is great content here. People okay. love this sort of Silver stuff. Bell, 20. All right, just pause for a second. All right, I mean, their first album came out in 2009. Hmm. So, so maybe it's just incorrect. I mean, Wikipedia is not always 100% accurate. Yeah. I think it came out, yeah. It, we're good. Okay. okay. We're good. This is good. I'm not breaking any rules here. <laughs> this is. We had to do some, some quick uh, fact-checking just to make sure I wasn't uh, skirting the rules. Straight No Chaser. The song is 12 Days of Christmas. It's so fun. It's hard. It's complicated. It's yeah, like really good. Then they go into They do a little bit uh, about the song uh, uh, Africa. It's, like, it's so good. It's a really good tune. They have a lot of great Christmas stuff. So if you've not checked out Straight No Chaser, uh, very fun Christmas album to listen to, especially the song 12 12 Days of Christmas is probably their most famous one. Uh, that's what I had at uh, number four. What about you, Danny? Didn't they, they started out as a as an acapella group at Indiana University, right? Isn't that Indiana University. This is correct. This is that's correct. That's so fun. I, I, I was, Midwestern I'm a guys. That, yeah, but I'm a little bummed that they didn't have like a more like creative acapella group like, you know, like the Acafellas or... Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know they, when you hear like of acapella the... groups in college, they're always like something like, here comes treble. You know that that sort of stuff. Here comes trouble. I think that That's was. Good. I think that was from The Office. I think that was the name of the group that Andy. Was of course, in. I was going to say that trouble. Andy was in. Yeah, they're so that, good. That tracks. Um, yeah, it's sort of like Hallmark movies. Like the titles are always very punny yes. and fun. That's that's what acapella groups do. That's right. Um, that was a great selection. I'm so glad you included. That's two acapella songs. Um, on on our top ten. What was list. our other one? 
I had pentatonics with up on the housetop. Oh, that's right. Or up on the roof. That up is on the, true. Up on the housetop. Up on the yeah, rooftop. Up, is it up on the rooftop or up on the housetop? Up on the rooftop. Up, like, up, up on, on the housetop. House Reindeer. What is it? It's housetop. Up on the housetop. Up on the housetop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Just that call sounds me. better. Now, now that I sang it like that, you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's definitely the, the lyrics. <laughs> Who knew I had such a range? I'm like, do you remember that oh old God. YouTube video of... Did you ever see the video of that guy who's like, hi, my name's Shane Lee, and I'm going to sing like eight octaves on a piano? Have you ever seen that one? No. He's like, he's like he, he presses the key, goes, boom, ah, boom, ah. And he just, the whole video is him just going at the piano. You see him going higher and then and he higher. gets to the high notes, and he drops down three octaves and just sings <laughs> the same notes three octaves lower. <laughs> You have to watch this immediately after okay. we're done recording today. It's, it's I will. It's, I will. It's just as good as the Italian uh, mumbo jumbo song. That um, was pretty good, though, right? It is really, really good. I've listened to it multiple times. Um, <laughs> all right, moving along to to my number four. This is a song that you know, much like the Amos Lee the Holiday song, it's a song that I just discovered recently um, because it was just released recently. Um, as you had mentioned earlier on in our season, one of my favorite artists who now I know you're, you're super into, Jamie Cullum. Um, yes. He, he released uh, an updated version of his Christmas album from last year, which was called The Piano Man at Christmas, but this new one is called The yes. Complete Edition. And it's got, I don't know, like 14 new songs on it. Um, and one, well, actually, I think it's got more because he's got like edited versions of the songs that were on the final album. Oh, uh, the first version, it's, it's so good. I've been listening to it, I kid you not, every single day whenever I bathe... Uh, our newborn at, at the end of the day, I, I put this album on because it just feels good. It's mellow for the most part, and it's just beautiful. Um, and it's Christmas, so obviously, love it. Um, but there's a song on on this album on the the new version of it. And it's it's called "I Believe in Father Christmas." Um, Ooh, it's it's a song that I had not heard before, and I think it's a song that's actually been around for a while. Because a lot of times when I listen to a Jamie Cullum album, I wonder. I wonder if this is an original because a lot of times he does these very obscure songs. Um, right. But this song specifically, I believe in Father Christmas, uh, is a song by an English musician uh, whose name is, sorry, Wikipedia is trying to send me ads right now, um, is, it's by an English musician named Greg Lake uh, with lyrics okay. by Peter Sinfield. Um, and it came out, it was released in 1975. And it like rose to like the top of the UK singles charts. It hit like number two. I had never heard of it before, but it is, it's such a beautiful song. Jamie Cullum, I don't know if he does his arranging or I'm sure he works with an arranger, but he does this beautiful thing of like combining piano with strings uh, yeah. a lot. And on this song specifically, there's a lot of cello. There's plucking of cello a little staccatoed plucking of a cello. Um, and then there's a lot of bow work on there as well. Like that's sort of like yeah. um, playing back and forth with, with the piano. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I wasn't a music major. I'm not a music theory major. So like, I think it's, it'd be a lot smarter if we just play the song for people rather than sure. me trying to describe like what he was trying to accomplish with this song. But the, the lyrics are, are really haunting in, in a lot of ways. It, it feels a little bit like sad Christmas, um, but I feel like there's a hopeful nature to it as well. It brought up a story that I have yet to tell on this podcast, Ooh, and it's one fun. of my best Christmas stories. I can't believe I haven't told it yet. Let's do but, it. And especially going off the the title of I Believe in Father Christmas. So 
I don't know. I you may have heard this story because I think I told it in my uh, my Christmas cabaret. So you may remember, or maybe not. I don't know. But I, when I was about nine years old, probably eight nine years old, I'm living in Chicago, uh, mm-hmm. or the suburbs of Chicago, and it was uh, Christmas time. It, it wasn't Christmas Eve. I'm gonna guess it was probably like the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, something like that. It was getting close to Christmas, and I was okay. in my parents' uh, car. We had a purple Toyota Previa minivan. And nice. I remember I was sitting in the seat behind the driver's seat. My dad was driving. My mom was in the passenger seat. My brother was to the right of me. And we were waiting at a stoplight uh, near our house. To We were driving somewhere. And uh, it was at night. And I remember I was sitting there. And I happened to just kind of look out the window to my left. And there was like an old-timey yellow cab next to us in the turn lane we were going straight and they were in the turn lane okay was, at first i was like oh wow look at that like kind of old you know kind of 1940s new york city looking cab and i was like yeah. that's interesting and then i looked in the back seat and santa was in the back seat what now he, he was not in like his full red suit and everything he looked more like santa from miracle on 34th street he had like glasses on a little hat like i'm wearing right now like a little golf cap uh, yeah. a, a sweater and a scarf and, but he had the little glasses, and I so I look at this cab, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Santa. Before I could <laughs> say anything, I'm looking at him, and he's just looking straight ahead. And then right before the light turned green for him to pull forward and for us to go forward as well, uh, he looked to his right and looked at me, and he winked. And then the light turned, and he pulled oh away. Oh, my gosh. And I swear to God, it was like I, I met Santa. I saw him, and he saw me. That's incredible. It was an incredible Christmas memory and probably spurred a lot of my love of the holiday. <laughs> um, but this song, I believe in Father Christmas, really uh, made me think of that memory. And so, uh, it's uh, such a thank beautiful you for letting song. me share it. Yeah, my mom great. still believes in Santa. That's good. Yeah, she That's swears where the magic that is. she saw him when she was a kid. I don't know if she had she snuck out to the living room in her house or she'd fallen asleep out there, and she swears that she woke up in the middle of the night and Santa was there putting gifts under her tree and she still swears by that to this day yeah yeah it's amazing it is incredible he's a good dude magic the spirit of the season um that's right yeah thank you jamie cole for for bringing us that little nugget yes absolutely jamie cole all of his music definitely check out um all right so we're to number three now i i i gotta be honest i don't know what to do with (laughs) this number three selection i have uh i have a song selected and I, I'm, I probably should just say it, but there's a part of me that wants to choose a different song only because hmm. I used this song on my previous list. Uh, uh, and so this is like a different version, which I love this version, but it's not like terribly different from the original. It's just I like this version. So I don't know if I should keep this song or if I should give one of my other songs that I didn't that were on my 21 honorable mentions. What do you think? Should I keep, without knowing what it is, should I mm. keep the song that you've heard the song before, or do you want a new song? Ooh, this is a tough question. I mean, you've got 88 backups to, to choose is, from. Right, or this I guess is my 78 problem. backups, or now that <laughs> Katy Perry's gone away, you've got yes. 77 backups to choose yes. from. So I feel like there's no shortage of, of songs. It, it's interesting you bring that up because when I was putting together my top 10 list for modern favorites, I obviously there was a Jamie Cullum song on my top 10 favorites that is not sure. on this list because I felt like, oh, I got I to gotta change it up. I got to put all, sure. all new music on this list. So I would say... 
I would encourage you to pick something new that you haven't shared on the show okay. before. That, that's Great. what I'm saying. You go with. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. I will tell you what the other one was. I'll just tell you that right now. We're not okay. doing this. is not my choice for number three. But what I was maybe going to say was the song Fairy Tale of New York, which you mm. all know that I love, the Pogues version. There is uh, a singer named Dustin Kensrue. Kensrue, I think is how you say his name. K-E-N-S-R-U-E. Uh, he is a singer-songwriter. He was the lead singer of the, like, emo punk band thrice if you were into like okay pop punk and like kind of screamo punk in the late 90s screamo. early 2000s I think i've ever heard that term i love that screamo oh yeah <laughs> it's like and the combination of emo and screaming it's like bands like the used and thrice and okay. know, taking back sunday and stuff anyways so these were all bands that i loved back in the day and still love so i love that he's like kind of a punk rocker dude but he has this christmas album so his version of fairy tale of new york honorable mention now check out dustin kensrue's fairy tale of new york great but now i'm going to change my choice and this is <laughs> this is so punk rock of me i'm going to take out the real punk rocker and i'm in, going to insert uh taylor swift so <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I'll take out my, so all my credibility. Yes. Um, oh but the gosh. song by Taylor Swift is called Christmas Tree Farm. Uh, you may have heard Ooh. it on the radio. It is a great song. I just I love the beginning of the song. It has a nice little kind of weird little intro, and then it goes into the actual body of the song. Uh, I love Taylor Swift. I also, I got to say, my daughter, who is 11 years old, loves Taylor Swift. <laughs> and uh, it is a really cool thing because... Obviously, as a 40-year-old man, Taylor Swift is – I'm not like her peak audience, but I get so much joy out of seeing my daughter really be inspired mm. by Taylor Swift. It's not just oh, that cool. she likes her music. She's like – my daughter's like, I want to write songs and learn to play the guitar like Taylor Swift. Like She's oh, really cool. truly being inspired by her, so that's something yeah. that brings me a lot of happiness and joy. Um, it's called Christmas Tree Farm. What I love about it is I, I, I love trying to imagine – the songwriters of all of these sort of like modern uh, songs, the songs like this and the Kelly Clarkson stuff and the Katy Perry stuff, the Megan Trainer stuff. It's like they literally look at a recipe of something like that uh, Mariah Carey has done with All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. And they're like, all right, we need jingle bells. There are little jingle bells in there. We need some <laughs> chimes. Do we got some of those big chimes that you're going to hit with a mallet? Okay, put some of those in there. We need some very simple <laughs> snare drum uh, uh, backup uh, uh, drum parts. Of, right. You know, something very easy that people can kind of right. step, uh, step touch to and and it's like they put all of these same <laughs> elements in, and then they create these songs that are just so delightful and so wonderful. So I'm going Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift, replacing Fairy Tale of New York by Dustin Kensero, uh as my number three selection on top Eric, of modern Eric, Eric, Christmas Real songs. quick, before yes. we move off of Taylor Swift, are, are you a Swifty? I, I don't I, I don't think that I can say that I am. My daughter definitely is. But, I mean, I like okay. Taylor Swift. I, I have no problem with her. But I don't know that I'm a big enough fan to consider myself a Swifty. Well, you you did put her at number three I did. on your <laughs> I list. Did. If I did. your daughter wanted to go see her in concert, would you go? Hundred percent. I would. I would love to go to a Taylor Swift concert. Do you think you would be able to sing at least half of the songs that she's performing? I might. I might. After hearing them played from my daughter's room, you know, I, I would. I think have a <laughs> peripheral knowledge of at least half of her music. Yeah. Would if your daughter wanted you to get a Taylor Swift shirt and wear it at the concert, would you do that? Yes. I think you're a Swifty. <laughs> Consider me a Swifty, folks. 
I love it. Hey, all, you know all what? of my punk cred is gone. It's okay. Taylor Swift is, is awesome. Her songs are incredibly catchy. I mean, you put it on and I was immediately like, <laughs> like, yes, it's just, it feels good. And it's a perfect song, I think, to lead us into my number three song. Um, Great. Because this is a group that <laughs> they have a song that the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, who wrote this jam? And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, my gosh. Was I really just like working out, lifting weights, rocking out to the Jonas Brothers? Yes. Um, this is so good. Yeah. So they have this song, What a Man Gotta Do. You heard oh, that okay. song? No. What a man gotta do. What a man gotta do to be totally wrapped up by you. Oh, my God. It's I don't like, know this. It's, um, you've got to listen to it. It's so catchy. I it's one of my favorite songs of like the last year that I've heard. And the Jonas Brothers was not they were not our generation, right? Like they no. were sort of like the the BB Mac of the generation after BB Mac. We'll and what and a I'm reference. sure most people are like who the who in the world is BB Mac? <laughs> I, I will, I'm with I, will <laughs> I will hold on to the fact that BB Mac was ahead of their time. Sure. If yeah. BB Mac had come out like 10 15 years later, they would have been one of the biggest bands in the world because they had catchy songs sure played guitar their harmonies were super tight back here is and they could sing like they were really 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 great yeah. singers but this is not about bb mac this is about the jonas brothers and specifically their song like it's christmas yes um I, there is something about the freaking jonas brothers man they just write incredibly catchy music and yes. i never thought like when Jonas Brothers were huge and they were on the front of like all the teeny bop magazines and they were Disney Channel kids and all this sort of stuff I never thought that I would openly say I like the Jonas Brothers but I'm going to openly say right now that I like the Jonas Brothers yes Um, you know it's funny I was go ahead no, I I go please. I, before I did myself, I, I was just going to say hole. I literally was talking about this song on the way to school this morning when I was taking the kids to school. Really, this song came on, and I was like, "Man, this is a great song. I should add this to my list." And I said, "I was like, what the Jonas Brothers have done, which is such a hard thing to do, in truly a hard thing to do. They really went, and you know, people like Justin Bieber is also have also done this. They started as total teen poppy." like manufactured corporate like little teeny bopper stars yep. and they've actually been able to like grow with their audience and have credibility and be taken seriously as musical artists that are doing like cool you know grammy winning like stuff and it's really amazing when someone is able yeah. to do that it, that's so hard to do in this crazy business of hollywood to like have two sections of your career to have something totally. where you're sort of viewed in a very corporate like this is a prepackaged thing and then to have credibility after that is so hard to do and this is a great song so great selection look at us just boosting up and singing the praises of the jonas brothers as you were saying <laughs> that right. i realized that maybe a, a more appropriate comparison might have been hansen that might be like sure. a more because they're brothers sure. and they all yeah, play yeah. an instrument or whatever it might be but however you slice it um their their music is catchy as heck and if you haven't heard um what a man got to do. You got to go listen to that. And you definitely need to listen to number three on my list, which is uh, like it's Christmas by Jonas brothers. I mentioned this earlier, but like for years I have hated on modern Christmas music. And I'm like, these songs, these won't stand the test of time. Right. This will be like one hit wonder, get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> and, and then I hear these songs. I'm like, 
10 years from now, I'm going to be listening to this song. 100%. I just know it. I absolutely know it. And it, and I think it speaks to Christmas. It's just the season. It's, it's the feeling. And if you can capture that feeling in the song, whether it's a classic from the 30s or 40s or a new hit from today, if you can capture that feeling, that magic of the season, um, it's going to be around forever. Totally. 100%. And I think it's cool that like bands, as we were just saying, how the Jonas Brothers are cool now and people like Justin Bieber are cool now with the younger generation that they think it's cool to make Christmas music. I think that's great. You know, they don't have yeah. like a, well, I'm not making a Christmas album, man. Like that's going to ruin my credibility. <laughs> you know, Like I like that the, these cool bands make, you know, good Christmas music. I have to tell you a funny, it's a, a Jonas Brothers adjacent story. Okay. Um, when I so as and it's a little bit off of we were just talking about how I loved punk rock when I was like in college I still do but like you know I definitely wore like spiky belts and skinny black jeans and I was like <laughs> yes. an emo kid I loved it all right yeah and I remember when I was like this is in college where I'm at the peak of my like I think I'm cool and I listen to like underground bands face right and I was listening to Pandora I believe at the time which was like the way to listen to music um, back then. And this song comes on, and I was like, whoa, who is this? This is awesome. And it was this female singer, and she was, like, singing. I can't remember what the song was called, but it was, like, this really, like, crunchy guitar kind of, like, a, it sounded to me like a cooler version of Avril Lavigne. Like, it was really, like, okay. snarly. And, and I was like, man, this girl is awesome. And I, like, told a, <laughs> told a bunch of my friends about her, and I was, like, who were, like, real, like, punk rockers. And I was like, you guys got to hear this new girl. She's so good. Her name's Demi Lovato. And I <laughs> had no idea that she was, like, a total Disney kid oh, and yeah. had – this was, like, a prepackaged corporate Disney-made punk rock song. And I told – the machine of the music industry <laughs> tricked me, and I totally thought uh, that I had discovered this new underground talent of Demi Lovato uh, before oh she – before anybody else knew her. And she was had already been on, like, Camp Rock and all these different That's Disney shows. That's hysterical. And, yeah. And yeah, you were changed forever because uh, it's still going on to this day when you <laughs> right. uh, you ditch the Pogues to put in Taylor Swift. So That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's never been the same. It ruined me. <laughs> That's brilliant. Hilarious. Oh, man, this awesome. is fun. What do you got at number two? All right. Number two. Uh, I'm going another uh, acapella. I'm going back to pentatonics from my. Yes, yes. I'm going pentatonics here. Uh, I'm going with, and it's very funny because I just saw, actually, they posted a t very funny TikTok on their TikTok uh, channel yesterday where they were doing a countdown of how many days until they could ask Mary if she knew. Yes. And yes. so the song is going to be Mary Did You Know by the Pentatonics, or just Pentatonics, not the Pentatonics. Um, <laughs> And uh, it is one of their best. I think it's one that they love as well. Uh, I'm giving a honorable mention to two other <laughs> pentatonic songs. <laughs> I'm going course, with yeah. Mary Did You Know, but I'm sneaking in a couple extra songs. Uh, definitely check out their cover of God Only Knows, the Beach mm. Boys classic. They do a great yeah. version of that. And then the other one that you should check out is Winter Hymnal which is their cover mm. of there's a, a folk band called Fleet Foxes that they have this song called Winter Hymnal which is great it's not really a christmas song in general but it is obviously about winter and it gives a similar feeling so a similar vibe so but their cover of Winter Hymnal by Fleet Foxes is great but now back to Mary did you know the arrangement is so, so good, good. 
Their singing is so good. They blend so well. Obviously, I mean, they're an acapella group. That, that's like what their focus is. But they all get to just like soar vocally on that song. Mm. The ending when they're all just like just belting for their faces. Yes. I mean, it's so good. I love that song so much. I think it's one of Pentatonic's best songs of anything they do. Um, so, yeah, that was my choice at number two. What about you, wow. Danny? Look at Pentatonics repping strong with very strongly with two songs on on the list. This is this is thrilling. Yeah. Um. So so number two for me comes from uh, another artist that many people probably haven't heard of. Um. I first heard of this guy back in 2004, around the same time that I found out about Amos Lee, and I think I first discovered him. I think he was opening for Gavin DeGraw uh, on tour and. Um, I went and saw Gavin DeGraw at House of Blues here in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and this artist, uh, Mark Bouchard, uh, oh, opened yeah. for for Gavin. And uh, he, his voice, his style, the, his first album, um, I was just so so incredibly uh, obsessed with. His first album, let me see if I can remember it. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to remember it. Oh, it's called Karen Crow, which is the town that he's from in in Louisiana. So he's a Southern guy. You know, his music is really. Um, it's very eclectic. It's he calls it Bayou Soul. Yeah. It's sort of the way that his music has been described, like funky, bluesy, R and B rock with like southern roots sort of. That's vibe. a lot of New Orleans feel to it, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's very it's very southern. Um and his voice like if you heard him sing and then you saw the guy, you'd be like, mm, that voice is not coming yeah. from that guy whatsoever. Um he's so incredibly talented. Um, he has this song, it's like a hidden track on his first album, uh, the, the album Karen Crow, which I might be uh, mispronouncing, but it, that's how it's spelled. Um, it's a hidden track called Gavin's Song, which he wrote uh, for, for his, his son, uh, Gavin. And it's just like, it's so beautiful. It's just like him in the studio. It sounds like it was like recorded before a session or at the end of a session where it's almost like you can hear like a door to the studio is open and you can hear like cars sort of driving by and it's sort of like he's just there jamming right on his own singing this song to his son and um the the christmas song that i selected by him is one that i just came across last week very similar to amos lee in the sense that you know there are these artists that i've just loved 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 so much over the years and hadn't really ever done a deep dive to see if they'd ever done any holiday music um, sure. You know, and I was pleasantly surprised with Amos and then pleasantly surprised again with Mark Bouchard that he released uh, a Christmas album back in 2015, I think it was. Um, and that album was called Magnolias and Mistletoe. And the song specifically that um, just ripped my heart out uh, is a song called When Christmas Comes Along. And uh, I, when I first found it, I actually sent it to Eric um, because it's clear that he's written this song about what Christmas now means to him as a parent. And as I'm sure you all have gathered from, from our show, whether this is your first episode or your 14 episodes in at this point in time, we, we are proud dads. We, we wear that badge, um, with pride, um, and a great sense of responsibility. And anytime I hear a song that sort of speaks to, to parenthood and, and the love and appreciation and how kids change your life, um, it, it hits me. And this song is, uh, is no exception to the rule. Some people might hear it and think it's a little bit cheesy or whatever. Like I shared it with a buddy of mine the other day who's a dad. He goes, oh, it's so cheesy, but it's so like perfectly cheesy uh, <laughs> in all the right ways that you want it to be cheesy. Yeah. Um, but his his voice soars on it. The lyrics, you can just like, if you're a parent, you can just picture exactly what he's describing and how Christmas 
has changed since your your kids come along. He specifically talks about how like, you know, he believes again, you know, now yeah. that now, now that his kids are here. So that is such a beautiful song, man. That's such a great selection uh, because it is it, the lyrics are so great and his performance is so great. And it really is all about like once you have them little kitties, they just yeah. like make everything so magical and you see things through their eyes. And, you know, for those of you that are parents, you're probably crying along along with us. And for those <laughs> of you that aren't parents yet. Trust me, if you ever have kids, uh, it, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's like when he talks about, all the, you know, hold this all my life. Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. about, you know, and it's so easy sometimes. And I'm so glad that this song came along to me when it did, you know, because I think a lot of times, you know, we've got so much that we're working on, you know, and, and there's and I love my daughter's love for Christmas, but sometimes at night, you know, when she like wants to stay out and just stare at the lights or like play with the Mickey blow up or whatever for a few more minutes, sometimes they're like, Hey, let's, let's go in and watch the football game or whatever, <laughs> right. you know, but you don't get those moments back, nope. you know, and someday she may not want to go out on the lawn and, and look at those lights anymore. And I think that, that the lyrics in there just really connected with me because like, seeing how much my daughter loves the holidays and Christmas and the magic and the colors and the songs, it just brings me so much joy. Um, and it's really reminded me again of just how much I love Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. clearly I love it cause I started the podcast with Eric. <laughs> uh, you gotta be a certain, certain level of Christmas lover yeah, to agree to talk so. about Christmas for 20 episodes. Um, <laughs> But anyway, I love I love the song, and I hope you all enjoy it uh, as, as well. And if you're crying, um, you're welcome, and, and join the club. <laughs> Hashtag sad Christmas. But that's actually yeah, right. not really sad Christmas. That's happy happy tears. Christmas. It's happy tears. Happy yep. tears. Yep. Um, all right. Happy so we've Christmas. made it to we've made it to number one uh, for both wow. of us. My my number one is uh, a song that is featuring two artists. One who has already been featured on this list and one oh my who is not. Um, the song is called Merry Xmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. But if you're searching it, uh, this one is spelled Xmas as opposed to Christmas. Uh, Merry Xmas, everybody. It is by Robbie Williams and Jamie Cullum. So Jamie Cullum, yes. obviously you've heard us talk about. Uh, this is off Robbie Williams' um, album that came out in – hang on. I'm going to pull it up right here. So this album came out in 2020, last year. It's called The Christmas Present. Uh, the deluxe version came out in 2020. Uh, Robbie Williams, if you're unfamiliar with him, uh, you I don't know, people in America might not totally know who he is. He's a British uh, singer who was very, very popular in England, um, in the UK. He was in a boy band uh, in the 90s, and then he went solo, and he was kind of a bad boy. Um, his yeah. big song is Angels. Uh, I'm thinking angels instead, because here we yeah. go. Right? That's like his famous yes. song. Um, but he, later in his career, really kind of got into the vibe of Sinatra and the Rat Pack and like this whole thing. He has a great album. Um uh, he has Swing While You're Winning, uh, I think, is one that he did. Uh, he did okay. this great live album at Royal Albert Hall. And he actually is – what I love about it is he – what he gets about the kind of Sinatra Rat Pack vibe is the irreverence and the cool factor. Mm. So whereas a lot of people that will do – maybe not Bublé, but Bublé is a little bit more classic and kind of like he sings those things. But I don't – I wouldn't say that Michael Bublé feels dangerous. Right. 
But okay. I think that Sinatra and Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. in their heyday felt a little dangerous. Like you didn't know what they were okay. going to say. They were really like so cool and so like in the in the hip pocket of of coolness that you didn't know oh, yeah. what was going to happen. And that's what Robbie Robbie Williams brings is that kind of cool factor while still doing that kind of music. So, anyways, that's Robbie Williams, um, Jamie Cullum. We've talked about, but this song, Mary. Xmas everybody uh, is uh, near the end of the album. I'm going to pull it up right here so we can play it, but it is, um, it's just a really fun modern Christmas song. You've probably heard it on the, um, on the radio. This gets played a fair amount. This is probably the biggest hit from this album. Uh, That's why I went with it. Number one. Uh, I really like this vibe. This to me again, kind of falls into that. Uh, It feels retro-y, but also modern. Good tune, right? It's a, fantastic tune. The, the beginning of that track is so epic. epic like it just yeah. hits you with so much noise and energy right at the top. And then I was listening to this and I, I was like, man, it feels like Jamie Cullum, Robbie Williams, and then maybe throw in like, I don't know, John Legend and Michael Buble could become like the modern the new rap version pack. Yes. of the Rat Pack if they joined forces. Like just their style I love the the difference in Robbie's voice compared to to Jamie's voice and yep. how they're both approaching the same song. It, I don't know. I just had the biggest smile on my face and I was just popping <laughs> my head back and forth the entire time. I don't. I honestly don't think I've ever heard that song. Oh really? Uh, before, which I don't know how that's possible, but it's true and it's well, immediately getting added to my my Christmas vibes playlist on my uh, Alexa. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh man, what a way to close it out. Uh, what a perfect segue that song is too, because. I have to admit, I did include the same artist twice on my list, and this will be the third time That's right. that this artist has appeared on our top 10 modern Christmas uh, lists here. So I guess Pentatonics and and uh, Jamie Cullum now are, are tied, three apiece. Um, wow. My, my number one song is by, honestly, he's, he's, my favorite, he's my favorite artist in the world. There's no secret about that. Uh, his Christmas album, you know, it goes back to what I was sort of talking about earlier in terms of you know, feeling like when would there ever be like a new Christmas classic song that would come out? And, and right. then I sort of dovetail off that and think like, when is a great Christmas album ever going to be released again? Where it's just like every song I want to listen to over and over and over right. again. And then Jamie Cullum went and dropped the piano men at Christmas last holiday season. And I was immediately sucked in. And then he went and released the complete edition this year. So now I'm like, sucked yeah. X2. Um, and this song is, uh, it's just, the energy in it is brilliant. The lyrics in it are brilliant. His performance is epic. It's so loud. It's got so many elements from like big band jazz um, that I absolutely love. And if you're a fan of that type of music in that era, I think you're going to love it as well. I love that in the studio recorded version of it, it almost feels like a live performance where like the music cuts out and it goes, you can hang your light. Like that feels like something they would do at a live show where he just sort of like, you know, yeah. turns around to the band and like, you know, cuts them all off. Conducting and then, them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it has a feel of a, of like a live vibe. It's got, it, he's got the backup singers. The, the horn section is absolutely like destroying it. Um, <laughs> there's nothing I don't like about that song and there's everything I love about it. Um, That's a good one. That's why it's number one on my list. So, Jamie, if you're listening, if you know Jamie, please give him a huge shout out. Um, I'm such a we love fan. you. We love you so much, Jamie. Uh, this was fun, man. This this was, this so was a great fun. 
this list was good. Now here's the, here we are at the the end of the list. So we can are. I give my my twenty one quickly? I will go through them quickly, and these will all be on the these will all be on the Spotify playlist. I'm going to go quickly. I'm not going to talk about each one. I'm just going to say what they are. Yes. Before you do that, and I yes. just can I just encourage everyone if you're enjoying what you're hearing here, please rate and review us. Subscribe on Apple. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you're listening. Come find us on social media at Christmas Countdown Show on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and at Xmas Pod on Twitter. We also have a Patreon page. If you want to go check that out, please do that as well. It's a Christmas Countdown Show over there. Um, but yeah, we're just so grateful for all of you, whether you've sent us a message or not. We just love you all so much. We're 14 episodes in. We're having the time of our lives. Um, and I just wanted to say that uh, before I pass it over to Eric, um, let me let me grab a pillow so I can get cozy over here. <laughs> Your 21 song salute. All right, here we go. These are if these are songs that didn't quite make my list, but are great songs that you got to check out. Okay. All right, number and some of them you may know, but some of you uh, a lot you probably don't know. All right, number one, Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. Great, great song. song, banger. Um, number two, uh, a Jamie Cullum song. He has so many good ones, but I I almost put on Christmas. Don't let me down. Oh, Do you know that one? So good, yeah, Danny. Don't That's a great Christmas. Don't, Christmas. Don't yeah. let me. Yep. 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 Great. Uh, okay. Here's one. Uh, it's called Sleigh Ride. It's a version of Sleigh Ride, but the band is called The Goods. It's mm. uh, three ladies who uh, do a sort of Andrews Sisters kind of vibe. The really tight uh, harmonies. And this their version of Sleigh Ride is all about winter and Christmas in Los Angeles and about oh, wow. how there's like no snow, but we're going to go to the Grove and it's really fun. So check That's out fun. Sleigh Ride by The Goods. Um, next, we got Little Drummer Boy by uh, King and Country. Do you know this band? They're I do like, know them. Um, I think they might be a Christian band, but they do like really big, epic, lots of drum stuff. So their yes. version of Little Drummer Boy, and check out the YouTube video. Very cool. Little Drummer Boy, King and Country. Uh, then we got a song that is one of my favorites that really almost made my list here uh, by Dave Matthews uh, or the Dave Matthews Band. Uh, the song is called Christmas Song, and it's not – it's actually like a song sorry, sort of about the story of Jesus from birth to death. But mm. it's uh, it's a, a very uh, – it's one of my favorites. So Christmas Song by Dave Matthews. Uh, then we got uh, I Thank God by the Abbott Brothers. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, then we got one of my punk rock songs on my uh, honorable mentions here. The band Reliant K is an awesome yes. uh, band, a punk band, and they have a great Christmas album uh, with a, a bunch of great songs on it, but my favorite is Angels We Have Heard on High. Uh, so Amazing. check that out by Re Reliant K. Then we got a song by Ingrid Michaelson, very uh, popular, cool uh, folk rock singer and now Broadway composer, um, hmm. who wrote a uh, 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 great comment. She was uh, the music writer on that. Um, but this song is called Looks Like a Cold, Cold Winter. Really okay. good song. Really fun song. If you've liked the list that we've made so far, you're going to love Looks Like a Cold, Cold Winter by Ingrid Michaelson. Then we got a singer who is so talented and actually auditioned for uh, American Idol, but never made it past like the, I think she made it past the first audition, but then got cut in Hollywood. Uh, Tori Kelly. If you don't know about Tori uh, Kelly, yeah. ooh, she is so good. If you've seen, if you have kids and you've seen the Sing movie, she's the voice of the elephant. Um, she sounds a lot like uh, Kelly Clarkson or an Ariana Grande, but she's super, super talented. She has a song called 25th. Uh, which is about Christmas, obviously. Great right. song. Uh, then uh, I'm going to say uh, there's a band called Johnny Swim. 
Johnny okay. Slim is a, a married couple um, who uh, have kids, and they uh, have just super tight, beautiful harmonies. I love all of their music, and it is especially if you're you know liking kind of the parent vibe of this. Uh, they have songs that are about family and modern family and parenting and stuff like that, without being cool. like preachy. But you can just tell it's about, about people that are living the life with young kids. Uh, hmm. But they have a song called "Christmas Day" by Johnny Swim. Johnny Swim is all one word. Okay. <clears throat> Next, we have a band called the Hush Kids, uh, or sorry, just Hush Kids, and this song is called Jingle Your Bells. Very cute <laughs> song. You will enjoy that. Hush Kids, Jingle Your Bells. Now we have a band called, <laughs> I'm going as fast as I can, Dan. <laughs> now we have a band called uh, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. He is also a sort of folk Americana band, uh, similar to bands like uh, the Dawes or... Avid Brothers a little bit. Um, his version of Go Tell It on the Mountain, where it's him and his band, and the female singer that you sing that you hear singing with him is his wife. Um, she's uh, extremely talented as well. But Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Check that out. Uh, then we have a song from uh, another former boy bander, Liam Ooh. Payne, who was in One Direction, has yeah. a new Christmas song, just came out this year, called All I Want for Christmas. Very cool kind of piano ballady. Um, very fun song to listen to and sing, uh, I will say. Uh, then we have a song called Here for Christmas by Lucas Graham. Lucas Graham is the singer that sings, uh, Once I was tra- once I was seven years old, I did like... You, you'd recognize that song if you heard it, if, okay. I, if I sang it right. But this song is very sad. It's about missing those that we have lost um, mm. and you're wishing that they were here for Christmas. But a very good song, Here for Christmas by Lucas Graham. Then we have um, a song, Grown Up Christmas List, which other people, oh, yeah. he didn't write this, but is a great song uh, sung by Jordan Smith, who I believe was a winner on The Voice. Um, a very good, very talented singer, Grown Up Christmas List, his version of that. Very good. Now we got three punk rock songs in a row. Uh, the first one is Holiday Records by Newfound Glory. Very fun song if you're in the punk rock world. Then we have uh, Dropkick Murphys, who are one of my favorite Irish punk bands. They have a song called The Seasons Upon Us, which is sort of irreverent and funny. And funny if you know Dropkick Murphys, it's all about like, you may think that your family's crazy, but my family is a lot crazier, and you you have no idea. Kind of vibe. That's funny. Um, it's very fun song. The the seasons upon us by Dropkick Murphys. Then we have a song called. I only have two more. Uh, we have a song called Christmas Every Day by Simple Plan, which is a pop punk band. Uh, but oh, they yeah. have a really catchy song called Christmas Every Day. Very fun. And then uh, I'm gonna go with uh, a song by J D McPherson, who is a singer who, if you listen to our previous. Liz, uh, I had that song Socks, uh, and this is another song off that album, which is All the Gifts I Need, which is about a song basically saying that, like, I don't need anything else because I got my loved ones with me mm. and the season's here, and so all is well. Thank you for indulging me and letting me spout out list. my my uh, honorable mentions that didn't make my top ten list. But please go check all those songs out because they really are uh, spectacular. Well, we'll put it up on our Spotify, so that way people yes. don't have to, like, go back and get out a pencil and paper write all like these Eric down. And, and write all yes. these down. We'll, we'll build a Spotify list. Uh, it'll be, you know, Eric's honorable mentions or something like that. We'll come up with something sure. funny. Or you can f- just go follow us on uh, on Spotify, and you'll see all of our playlists up there. Um, I, I appreciate that you threw Reliant K on there. I, I love them. I saw them oh, at a yeah. concert a few years back, like, out of the fairgrounds. Um, They're great. So good. So good. Uh, all right. Well, shall we uh, shall we wrap this baby up and and get ourselves uh, you know one week closer to Christmas? 
I think so. And uh, I guess how we wrap it up every week and what we say every time here on the Christmas Countdown Show is Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. See you guys.